Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another magical episode of the Why We Disney podcast. We are so excited to bring you some of this content today. And I don't know about y'all, have you checked these prices? And no, I'm not talking about gas prices. I am talking about Disney prices all around. The Disney parks are kind of going crazy lately with their pricing, but luckily your hosts, Kara and Casey here, we got you covered and we are going to help you go to Disney on a budget. So stay tuned for all your tips and tricks, get your notepad out and we are ready to go. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the most magical podcast on the internet. My name is Casey. And as always, I have my stunning host, Kara, with me. Hi. Who is leaving for Disney in just a couple of days? Oh, my gosh. It's like hours at this point. Oh, so excited for you. Cannot wait to hear all about your trip. Kara, though, can we stop for a second? Can you believe that this is our 70th episode? Seven zero. <laughs> it's literally like a dream come true. It, it, it's Disney magic that we've made it this far. And, and I just thank all of the uh, listeners and, and all of the support that you guys have been giving us for 70 episodes. That's like, we're, we're, we're going for the long haul here. This is great. Absolutely. And you said it perfectly. Thank you so much for the listeners. And I also want to thank all of our sponsors too. If you've ever sponsored an episode of the Why We Disney podcast, I just want to stop right now and say thank you. And I promise we're going to move on with today's episode, but let's just like, let's just take a moment and thank everyone who has supported us, who has liked a post, who has commented, who has shared our stuff, who has got the Why We Disney podcast Starbucks drink, like so many incredible people who have supported us. So thank you from across the board, wherever you are in the U.S. or outside the U.S. Uh, Thank you so much. Really, it means the world to us, right? Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about doing Disney on a budget. And like Kara said in her intro, don't know if you guys have noticed, but spending like hundreds of extra dollars on our normal Disney trips, like hundreds, Kara. Yeah. These poor people, they need help, right? Mm -hmm. Let's help them. (laughs) And Especially if you're not familiar with Disney, like if this is one of your first or second times going and you're not quote unquote hip with the lingo and you're not sure what Mears Connect or Sunshine Flyer or Disney Genie or Advanced Dining Reservations, if you're still a little confused with that, basically all of that comes with a price tag. So it is super important for you to know kind of where you can save some of your money and maybe even get some discounted prices. Absolutely. I agree. Cutting some corners, it ain't like you're still going to have the most magical time, but save those extra dollars, right? Cut those corners. I agree. Now we're not saying don't ball out. If you want to go stay at the Riviera for a week, you go ahead and do that. But uh, this is for the people that are trying to stay at the all-star movies. We're going to stay at pop. Um, We are looking to save some money on treats and stuff because, you know, the more money that you save, the more times you can go. And so we are in this episode going to kind of split our savings into four different categories for you all. And the first one is going to be travel, the date that you're going in the time of year. Then we're going to talk about our resort choices. 
Following that, our third category is going to be restaurants and snacks. And then we are going to talk about merchandise. So there are four categories here that you can kind of save. But then, of course, we have the big one. Casey, can you talk about the big one? Absolutely, Kara. You need to know before you go to Disney, the special discounts that you can get. So like if, for instance, if you're an annual pass holder, you get 20% off merchandise in the parks or at Disney Springs. Um, Like for dining reservation, I think you get 10%. I'm an annual pass holder and I don't completely know, but I believe it's 10% off of dining. Um, And DVC, I, I believe are kind of the similar deal. You might actually get more discounts if you're DVC, but make sure that at every single Every single quick service, every time that you order absolutely anything, just make sure that um, if they can apply a discount somehow. So like a military discount, if your husband or spouse has been in the military, make sure you ask if that's available to use. We want you guys to, like Kara said earlier, let's make sure that we save every dollar that we can because Disney's getting more expensive, but it does not mean that it is not worth it, right? Absolutely. But what I do a lot is I go to either Sam's Club or Costco and I will buy like a $500 Disney gift card. And what they do is they sell their gift cards at a, like at wholesale, right? Mm -hmm. So I would buy a $500 Disney gift card for only like $485. So I would save $15 and get to spend 500 in the park. Does that make sense? It does. And I know a lot of people, even you, they purchase their tickets and stuff that way. Yes, yes. And that's how I purchase my annual pass is I go to Sam's and I buy two $500 gift cards and it saves me about $30, which I mean, $30 is a quick service meal. Like what could you buy at Disney for $30? Like a good bit or something. Yeah. Uh, Target does it too. You want to go to Target, Target Red Card, Sam's Club, Costco. There are definitely a couple uh, of places. Absolutely. And Kara, you have the, you have the Disney credit card, right? That I do. I have the Disney Visa. Yeah. So do you, don't you earn points and get discounts with that? You do. And you get more points in the park. Um, and so I've mentioned on my Disneyland episode that once I accumulate my points, I actually use that to purchase things in the park instead of spending yeah. my own money. So there's a little tip there. You can get a Absolutely. credit card and, and or get your Disney cards or your Target cards and put it all towards that. And that's a lot of like, that's a lot of things that people don't know when you're planning your trip. So again, very important to what? Book through a travel agent. We always recommend that because they know these things. They're like, hey, if you can run by Sam's or Costco or Target, or maybe look into getting the Disney Visa credit card because it helps save you money in the long run, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, before we go ahead and jump into our ad break, I know we shouted out our sponsors earlier in the episode, but I just want to say if you would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast, we could put your ad right here. So please reach out to us on Instagram, shoot us a DM or an email. We are happy to partner with you and we would put your ad slot right here. But for today, we're going to go ahead and jump into our ad break. We hope you guys uh, stay with us and we'll be right back. Okay, everyone, we are back and we are going to start talking in those categories where you can save. And as I mentioned before, the first category is going to be kind of tickets. And that goes along with when you go to the parks. Yeah. So 
I don't know if y'all realize this, but Disney markets that their tickets start at $109 per day. But of course, their famous quote, the longer you stay, the less you pay per day. Right. This is like ingrained in all of our heads. So it, it'll start at $109 potentially. But then if you stay for five nights, it could go down to $98 a day for that fifth day. So um, yes, the longer you stay, the less you will pay per day. But some days, some ticket prices go as high. And I looked at 2022, they are going as high as $159 per day per person. And that's in like the October, November, December time period. Right. The most busiest, the hit season for Disney. Yeah. Yes. That is like, obviously when they're um, like, Mickey's not so scary and all of the Christmas party, when the parties are going on, that's when it's going to be higher. Um, And then if you're looking for that cheap time, if you're looking for the 109, this is going to be back to school season. Late August, early September is going to be your least amount. And I feel like that's just across the board. Tickets, resort, DVC points. That's also DVC points. If you go in the month of September, you are in the clear. That's the lowest you're ever going to get points. So if you're looking to save in that way, that's that's good too. Um, also for tickets, if you're traveling during the week rather than the weekend, you're going to spend less that way. And if you just get the base ticket rather than the park hopper, you'll save there. What is park hopping? It is when you can go to a new resort after 2 p.m. if they are not at capacity um, and you can enjoy two parks per day. And that is with a surcharge. If you get the base ticket, you are going to save. Now you can't, you know, eat uh, breakfast in Magic Kingdom and then go enjoy dinner at Epcot, but uh, you will be saving money in the long run. And then along with those tickets is, of course, the not so magical Disney Genie Plus service, which at Walt Disney World is $15 per person per day. So let's say that you have three park days. That is an extra $45 per person per day if you are choosing that. So just tickets alone, if you skip out on Genie Plus, if you skip out on the park hopper, you could potentially save $75 per person for your trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so if you do purchase a park hopper, it's anywhere from $60 to $75 more on top of your ticket price, right? So um, yeah, you got to figure out what's more important to you, right? Mm-hmm. But yes, those are all of the things that we are talking about specifically for tickets. So again, how to save, you're trying to go late August, early September, if possible, skip out on Disney Genie if you can, if rides are not that important to you and skip out on the park hopper. Those are your big three. Absolutely. And I want to mention one other thing too, that I think I would do with my family one day. And it's also another way to say, you just made me think of it because you mentioned the uh, not so scary and the, um, 
the Christmas party, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of doing an entire park day and then purchasing a ticket to go to the party, I would actually do a resort day or a Disney Springs day and purchase the um, Halloween party ticket for that night. And you get the parks to yourselves. They do all kinds of fun cavalcades. And I mean, everything is almost a walk on um, during those parties. Like it is the coolest thing. And I think, I really do think that I know two years ago when I was looking at going to Mickey's Not So Scary, it was like $95 a person. I know they've went up on price, but I mean, that's a, it's a way to save a couple extra dollars and you get the part to yourself. So think about less crowds. Like if that's a big thing for your family, you know, having less crowds, I think that is a good option if you want to have a rest day. What do you think? Yeah, that was, um, that's actually good to, to throw in there along with tickets because those are tickets to events as well. So yeah, some options for you. Yeah. Purchase an event ticket instead of a day ticket. I think it's cool. All right. Well, let's move on into how we can save as far as where we're staying, right? On um, resort property, we always, Karen, I always love to stay on property, right? Like it, it's where the bougie people stay and we love it. We can't deny it. So one of the most important things is choose if you want to save some money as far as resorts is choosing your value or moderate resorts. I know for me and Kara, I'd like to know for you, but my favorite value is Pop Century. Um, I I think it's such a cool resort and you get that Skyliner option as well. You just you can't beat the value of Pop Century. Um, it's something that I would suggest to many families that. Um, I know go to Disney often. I think I think it's just a great resort. The, the all-star ones are not bad. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but um, sometimes for the same price as pop and you don't get the Skyliner option. What do you think? Like as far um, as value or moderate? I would say if, if you're looking to save and get the, the best bang for your buck is, is definitely pop. And you guys are like, what? The Skyliner? I might only use it two times. You guys have no idea. Like it is so worth the maybe 10 extra dollars you would pay between all stars and, and pop century. It's hard because I do like the theming of art of animation better, Oh yeah. but the way I save money at art of animation is staying in the little mermaid section, which is like three miles away from the main hub. <laughs> it is such a far walk. Um, so it sucks to not have a preferred room, which is closer, but I do. I, I like pop century. If you, if you're looking for the best bang for your buck, I would prefer pop. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I we do art of animation when we do groups of like five or six of us, like five or six girls, and you're all splitting those really nice like suite rooms um, at art of animation with two bathrooms and two bedrooms. Um, and it's, it's really not that crazy when you're splitting it with so many people like five or six of us. So definitely something to think about is maybe... Um, maybe not staying at the Riviera or Animal Kingdom Lodge, maybe look into one of those value resorts. We love them. We stay at them. We are satisfied with our value resorts, right? Yes. (laughs) Kara and I say this on the podcast all the time. Listen, guys, time is money at Disney. Okay. So you have to think about like what resorts are going to be closer to the park that you will be going to. I know a lot of people like they go for a week and they only go to Magic Kingdom. They're like, our kids are super young. This is the only, so like maybe a monorail resort might be like the best option for you. You really have to weigh 
the travel to get to each park. And I mean, goodness, we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge with my family a few years back. And we were like up the street from Animal Kingdom. It was the greatest thing ever. So you really have to weigh those options when you're considering a resort too. Um, what's most important to you? What's going to be the thing that's going to get your family super excited? So that's just another thing to think about as well with resorts. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, the only thing I have to add is for our West Coast friends, this whole resort section that we're talking about right now does not pertain to you as much. Walt Disney World has what 22 resorts at this point or something crazy. Um, and Disneyland only has two, the Disneyland towers coming soon. So mm-hmm. it doesn't pertain to you guys as much um, because so many people going to Disneyland don't have to think about how close the parks are because parks are right there. So I just yeah. wanted to throw that, that out there that um, if you want specific you know, hotel options around Disneyland, please send us a message. But this whole value moderate thing specifically relates to Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah, that's a good point to make. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kara. <laughs> From our West Coast perspective. Awesome. So um, also another thing when to think about when you are talking about staying in Disney is um, the neighbor hotels, which is like going to be your sister resorts. Kara, can you think of any? I know the Swan and Dolphin is a sister resort. The Can you think Dolphin, of uh, We've got the B Resort and Spa. Uh, there are a couple over there in the Disney Springs area that are super yes, nice. Yes. And But yeah, they're considered good neighbor. Can you explain what that is? So you're not necessarily on Disney property. So like the Swan and Dolphin, for instance, because that's the one we're the most familiar with. It's a beautiful resort. But when you walk in, you're not going to see Mickey Mouse everywhere. Like when you go into your room, you're not going to have hidden Mickeys in your carpet. Like it's it's just a sister resort that and honestly, sometimes Swan and Dolphin is just expensive as, you know, art of animation. But sometimes, especially in those off seasons that Kara was talking about earlier, you can get those rooms rated at a great deal. So maybe that's something to look into if you're wanting to do Disney on a budget. Look into those sister resorts and play with those prices and see kind of what makes sense for you. And also they do have Disney transportation. Uh, Something I want to mention as well, that they will transfer you to Disney Springs or to any of the parks in Disney World, um, which is a great thing. We've also done Airbnbs in Orlando um, for a few nights. We have a car there, so we just go and we park at um, at whatever park we're going to that day. It's not it's not a bad option, but it's definitely different. Like I like to stay on Disney property, and I like to have the bus take me or the Skyliner take me straight to the front door. So it is a little different. You want to consider like how much you're going to walk from your car to the front entrance, and um, but I definitely I love some of the Airbnbs in Orlando. We've stayed at a couple of them, and they're they're incredible. They're really great. And it's, also, uh, it's just good to mention. And I know we're talking about transportation here, but that it relates back to budgeting because if you are staying at a B, uh, Airbnb and you decide to park at the Disney park, that is paying for parking. It is also the gas mileage. It is also, or uh, getting an Uber. That's all yeah. things to take into consideration when you're budgeting. So I know Casey and I are big Disney bubble people, but it's because when you leave that bubble, then there could be some extra surcharges with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess I don't think about that part because I have an annual pass and we actually 
don't pay to park. <laughs> I know, I know. But if you have an annual pass, keep that in mind too. You can park at any of the parks for free. Cool with that? Yes. <laughs> and another thing too is I think it's really cool to enjoy like a pool day at the resort. So if you're there for a week, I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to the park every single day you're there. If you're there for a long period of time, take a break. Don't go to a park. Stay at your resort. Swim in the pool. Go resort hopping. Like do something fun um, that doesn't cost that extra charge, right, to go to a park for an entire day. Absolutely. Kara, do you know, um, and I, I asked because I don't remember, I don't know if they do this now, but do you know if they do like half day um, to park tickets anymore? I know they used to like years ago. Not to my memory. Well, and you would know because you just did like the whole Disney training. So I am. So I'm guessing now. Yes. Kara, I'm so proud of you. Miss Disney travel agent over here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that was an option years ago. Like you could buy like a half a park day and you could go in after two or three um, in the afternoon and spend the afternoon at Disney. But apparently that's not a thing right now. <laughs> nope. They want all your money, regardless of how long you're there. <laughs> exactly. They want it all. Well, what are we talking about next, Kara? So we talked about resorts. What's our next category? So next is just talking about food. That has to do with your restaurants and your snacks. And we kind of have two big um, money savers here. First is just pack your own food. If if you are one of those mom and dads out there uh, and you know how to get food at the grocery store for like $3 with some coupons, go ahead and do it. Pack your sandwiches and your coolers and bring it into the park. Um, you can also just make your own food at the resorts if you're staying in something with a kitchenette. Um, and you want to, you know, heat up some ramen or you want to cook something on the stove, go ahead and do that because it could save you some money, um, depending on where you want to eat, uh, at Disney, we have different options. There is quick service, table service, and signature dining. Quick service is like your fast food. Table service is more like your Panera bread, Applebee's situation, like your regular restaurants. And then your signature dining is like your melting pots, your, your places I don't go. So I can't name them. Uh, um, like nice, like nice. Yeah. And so if you just want to skip that all together, just bring your own food or just stick with quick service. It is going to be the most, um, affordable prices. It, it's not just chicken fingers and fries and pizza. I promise you there are definitely some other things on the menu that you can get. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if our listeners are used to like going to other theme parks like across the world, but they, I know a local theme park that's local to us in South Carolina, they do not, we, you cannot bring in any outside food or any outside drink unless it is sealed in a like a sealed in a water bottle or something. Um, and Disney is super lenient with this, which I totally respect. So if you want to pack a sandwich, if you want to pack a few granola bars for the kids in between meals, like I think that's a great, like I, I totally respect Disney for allowing that. Hopefully they will allow that forever. Cause I think that's a really good value. Yeah. So that is our first one is packing or making your own food. And then the second one is going to be mobile ordering or just ordering in general, a kid's meal or something off of the kid's menu at any of these locations. Um, I 
personally order off the kids menu a lot because as we know, we're just going. We are huffing and puffing to get to these rides. And after a long day, you know you need to put something in your system, but it's not, you, you don't want a full meal. You don't want a Casey's Corner hot dog. You will get sick. So I order off the kids menu. And sometimes I even share that with um, like my mom or whoever I'm with because they're definitely shareable. And so you could share a meal, you can order off the kids menu and all of that will definitely save you a dollar or so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do the exact same thing. I think that's a great idea. Sharing with friends, especially even at like the signature dining places. A lot of times, like me and my friend will share like a Topolino's like dinner um, situation. And I mean, it's plenty of food and it's half the price. I mean, how you can't beat that, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is that all we have for restaurants and snacks? Yes. We just have our fourth category left, which is activities and merch. Activities and merch. All right, guys, I am so glad that I get to mention this one. Um, But okay, so this first thing is buying your mini ears ahead of time. Okay, we have some of the most incredible small shops who partner with this podcast. They make the highest quality ears and you're supporting a small business and you're also like getting great quality ears from like a good people who like trust who you can trust and who we believe in. And um, I just I love being able to mention this one because getting your ears and getting your merchandise ahead of time, there's nothing wrong with buying a set of ears in Disney, right? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with getting a t-shirt. But when you say, I think I'm going to go to Disney Springs tonight and get my outfit for tomorrow, like that's a lot of money. You're going to spend a lot of money that way. So we definitely recommend like buying your merchandise early, getting your Minnie Mouse ears early, shopping small. It's what Kara and I do. And it's what we highly support, right? Absolutely. Yes. So um, another thing that you can do, which I think I mentioned earlier in my resort section, which is go resort hopping, right? There are some of the most beautiful resorts I've ever seen in Disney World, like the Polynesian, like, oh my goodness, like the contemporary, these incredible restaurants that are not in the park, right? And you can sit and you can rest and obviously, you know, make sure you're asking for all of your discounts. But if you wanted to not do a park day and do a resort hopping day, it's one of my favorite days on my trip, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And we, uh, the way my mom and I normally do it is we resort hop the same day that we go to Disney Springs. Yes. So we kind of combine those two things um, together. So, but we always like it because I still, there's still so many resorts on property that I have not seen in person. Oh gosh. Like the wilderness lodge, like people don't think to like go to these, oh, just these phenomenal resorts and you can make dining reservations at their sit down restaurants and they even have quick services as well. If you want to kind of do it on the cheaper side. Also, um, like if you're a person that's like, listen, resort hopping is great, but I want a Dole Whip every single day. The resorts have Dole Whips too. In fact, the Polynesian has one of the best Dole Whips. I think that's out there. And you get the vanilla and pineapple swirl like my favorite. And you could Uber there, but this episode is all about saving money. So if you ever are lost in in Disney, um, I, I heard this. Uh, tip from a cast member actually one time if you're ever lost in disney world you always go back to disney springs disney springs has a stop for every single resort so say you're staying at pop century but you really want to visit the contemporary 
All right. Just take the bus from Pop to Disney Springs and then take it to the Contemporary. So okay. you're, you're still not paying for transportation when you have to park hop. Or, I mean, absolutely. Resort. Yeah. And a lot of times I think people think like, oh, crap, like I have to Uber because I can't get back to my resort. Disney Springs is like the hub. Right. And I'm so glad you mentioned Disney Springs because that's actually what I was going to mention next is Disney Springs is an amazing, incredible experience that is completely free. You do not have to have a ticket to get into Disney Springs. You do not have to show proof that you are staying on Disney property. They let anyone in some of the best restaurants, some of the best bakeries I've ever had in my entire life. People do not sleep on Disney Springs. You can't do it. You have to go to Disney Springs. So we recommend resort days. We recommend Disney Springs days. They're worth it. That's all I have for my section. That's a lot. I mean, I hope that the listeners got a lot of information about how to budget for a trip because we know, guys, we know that Disney expensive. The trolls on Instagram, they tell us all the time how Disney is expensive and don't spend your money here. But there are ways to do it on a budget. And we hope that you got some of that information from us here today. Absolutely. I'm here for this episode. (laughs) Me too. Well, guys, that is another episode of the Why We Disney podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Thank you so much for already getting us to 10,000 community members for the podcast. We cannot appreciate it anymore. Make sure to subscribe here to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and everything in between. And we will see you next Wednesday for another magical episode. Bye. Bye, guys.